good to see you again. So we're, we're going to talk about today the best, the way to conduct a perfect viewing. And I know that, um, you know, we'll both have our ideas on, on how, how to go about that from one point or another. But yeah, so how, well then, so tell me what, how do you conduct the perfect viewing, AD? What's, yeah, so the per view? perfect viewing starts before the viewing for me. Um, that, that, that's, that's the key bit that I always try and nail prior to any viewing is making sure um uh to, to a degree anyway the right questions are asked prior to the appointment so we know what they're interested in about the house before they arrive you know what is it the location is it the amount of bedrooms is it the condition is it the swimming pool in the garden why, why are they there in the first place so that's one question that i always make sure as an agent i ask the viewers what attracted them to the property in the first place yeah definitely. Um, that, that will then give me an indication um when I'm at the viewing, where to really focus, um, I suppose, or how to conduct the viewing to, to that client, because we already know what the, why they're there, really. Yeah, definitely, because obviously you've got the, the you've got the prospective buyer as one person in, in, involved in the process. You've got the agent, but then you've also got to, to remember the homeowner. So, yeah, you know, it's not easy to to you know to to make your house viewer ready all of the time. So that effort mm -hmm. that you go to as an agent to make sure that you know the house that they want to come and see is a genuine contender you know, I think is perfect. Um, so yeah, 100%. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about COVID, uh, the protocol around a COVID-19 viewing, for Christ's sake. So, oh, definitely. you know, ultimately we got, I suppose, we, uh, it's our duty to limit viewers in, in homes uh, and make sure, certainly in this environment, that, you know, they're serious before, before they even book the viewing. Yeah, definitely. And, and you know, that, that process of, of qualification is is applicable whether you're in the middle of a pandemic, which we are now in March, 2021, or whether, you know, you're listening to this two years down the line, you know, the, and then it's true though, isn't it? Because, yeah, 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 yeah. because at the end of the day, um, you know, every, every homeowner has to go through that process of preparing. We'd hope that they would, you know, those, those houses that really do sell well are the ones where the owners have genuinely put effort in. And if you're putting effort in for someone that's going to turn up and all of a sudden there's something very small and minor that, isn't for their taste that could have been you know tackled before they even get to the house yeah um there's nothing worse is there so all right yeah. brilliant so, so, so that so uh, the viewing starts before the viewing i think that's an absolute <laughs> no-brainer yeah so, uh, do we call that an adism i don't know an adism yeah I, I, I can, you, you you and i could go and view the same house um we could have the same size family but we could also want different things out of the lifestyle so yeah. out of our lifestyle so what's important to you is different for me mm -hmm. and this is why i think it is important that the um the the perfect viewing starts before the viewing because you really should know as much as you possibly can about the client you're showing around the home um school what's important you know is there a family schools um can you get a takeaway delivered to the home I, you know I, I, this is a question that comes up more and more because we're fairly rural here um mm -hmm. that we do get this you know can i order a take can i order an indian takeaway in the middle of a, a rutland village well yes you can here actually um and here's the here's the here's the best indian takeaways to you um but that's about being that's about being the expert isn't it and i definitely agree i totally. agree with that but i think yeah in terms of you know if you brought this down to like you know now the times that we're in now my my approach is that the first viewing should feel like a second viewing oh okay so, yeah. so uh, you know we are we are looking to to try as much as we can obviously to to do initial viewings by video so 
you know, that's where, you know, catching up over Zoom, you know, as we're doing today, obviously to record this or, um, you know, sending that video tour, really the point at which they rock up to the house in person for the first time, you know, really they should feel like they've already viewed the house in some respect. So, so on that note then, would you, would that be, would that have been your approach even before videos? Uh, even before videos or before COVID? Both COVID and videos. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, so in terms of our viewing process, you know, I like, I, like, I like the concept of that you're as an agent, you want them to make, you're making it feel as if they've been there already before, right? On oh, a first 100%. Viewing. Yeah. yeah 100%. I love that. So there, 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 so, there are so many aspects of the way that we're working now because we need to work in this way there are so many aspects of that that will not change you know whether it's in six months nine months 12 months two years you know i will be doing things then as i'm doing things now not just because of health reasons but because it just makes sense yeah i mean it just makes sense i mean you, you think like 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 i just said about that whole kind of uh, situation around how how difficult it is for a homeowner to to keep on top of the house if you know you've got family with kids and you're ringing up can I do a viewing tomorrow at 12 can I do a viewing at Friday at 6 can, you know that's not easy so to be able to just take that step back and say do you know what I'm going to I'm going to do first viewings away from the house and then okay I'm going to come to the house with with those that are having seen it once already at a distance so yeah I think you know I'm kind of excited for the for the future of what viewings looks like you know it's, it's really yeah you know there's so many emerging companies and technology that are taking advantage of what's happening now that i i genuinely think it'll be it, it will be i hate the phrase the new normal but it will be the new normal yeah. um all right you're saying it a minute as well but um and just on that note as well um and it's um when go back sort of five years ago before social media was a was a was as powerful as a tool for agents as it is today you would turn up at a viewing, you, you'd have probably spoken to the agent over the phone or the agent's colleague, um, met the agent at the property um, with probably a preconceived idea of what that agent looks like, sounds like, dresses like, what car he drives or she or whatever it may be. Um, and therefore, I always used to think, and, and, I, and I, this, I always used to work off the mantra of my job as an agent is to convince you, the home viewer or home seller, that actually I'm a good guy. I've got 10 seconds to, to prove to you all estate agents are not bad. And, mm -hmm. and this is how I'm going to do it. Um, but you could, I could easily meet somebody on a viewing and they're, 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 they're very, very defensive because they don't like estate agents. You know, the, the, the general perception is, you know, they don't like agents or they're bad people or whatever it is. Um, so it's my job within 10 seconds to make you feel at home that you can, you, you, you know, we can have a, a rapport and you can, you can trust me. You know, I'm not here just to sell a home. I'm here to help. And going back to that and, and relating that to social media is your viewers probably already seen you on social media. If, oh, if, definitely. If you are showing that client round, they've already seen what you look like, what you dress like, what you sound like. Um, oh, oh, definitely. And I think that's kind of down to, you know, how we as, as agents, as, as, as you move agents work, you know, because, you know, we've, we've spoken to them when they inquired, we've, we've spoken to them when they booked the viewing in. You know, again, like you say, they've probably seen, you know, they've seen this in our local communities, you know, yeah. not just on social media. It's, you know, I'm shopping in the local butchers, I'm shopping in the local bakers. You know, there's all that kind of element to it as well. Um, and then it's not just an accompanied viewer doing the viewing, it's me. Mm. So, 
you know, I think that kind of that, to be honest, what I would say, and this is where, you know, that, that kind of 10 second thing, I reckon if you'd never spoken to that person before and you were, let's say, an, you know, you were viewing a house with an accompanied viewer that you'd never met before, then I, then I think genuinely there probably is going to be that front put up. Yeah. Don't give anything away. I you know, you know, Gene, don't talk about our budget sort of thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, oh, I love it. I love the kit. Oh, I love the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. No, we don't like it that much. Um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So, uh, you know, I think when you're viewing a house within a company viewer, it's very easy to put up that, that kind of front and that, that board that you need to break down. Whereas, you know, I, I genuinely don't feel like I have many barriers to break down when I meet people at viewings for the first time, because not anymore. No, and I agree. This is what I'm saying. You know, when I, when I first did, when I first got into the business and arguably a few years after that, I always felt there was this huge resistance, huge resistance. Mm. And a lot of it was, don't get me wrong for the company I was working for. Uh, I thought they had a, an image, if, if you will, um, that wasn't perhaps reflected on me as an individual. So there was always oh, that. I'm Definitely. But, there, but there's that image still out there in the marketplace. You know, let's be honest. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, the best compliment I ever was given was um, went to value a bungalow. And she said, you are the most you are the most normal estate agent I've ever met. Now, to some people, you think, oh, I don't really want to be normal, but I do, you know, do you know what I mean? It's, I mean, I'm not, I'm yeah. not, I'm is not. Is that a compliment? Hang on. No, well, it is, it is, <laughs> to me, it is a compliment because I am just a normal person, you know, doing a job that generally people think is done by, you know. Yes. Can't use the word. You know. Three-piece three wearing, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, you know, wallies with, you know, pink socks, pink ties and, you know. <laughs> What's wrong with pink socks? Well, you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> But anyway, yeah, I think that's. I know, I know what you're saying, yeah, and but it, it it's but that that does that does oh, it certainly did used to play a part with the viewing. I used to think because you got that resistance from the off. You know, you already know why they're at the property. You've spoken to them before. They've done it. They've they've looked at on Street View. They've looked at Google Earth. They've dropped it. They jumped in their car to have a look at the area at the weekend before the viewing. They're happy with what they see. So. This is the beauty of modern technology these days. Most people have already made up their mind whether they want to buy the house before they've even set foot in the house half the time. Um, so, so going back to the perfect viewing, how I, how I would look at it was would be, it starts before the viewing. Um, I always, I always, always, always make sure there's a place for them to park outside the property. Um, so yeah. if, if there's a, you know, a, a small drive, I'll go and park. 10 minute walk away if I have to so they've got somewhere to put their vehicle mm -hmm. because if they can't park outside their front door when they're on a viewing I, for me I think I've already lost their imagination of the home um so that yeah do you know what? I think that's an absolutely bang on point and um yeah I mean I don't do that every single time yeah I do religiously perhaps I should I've, I've gen genuinely I still I still see agents pull up onto a driveway bonk in their car you know, they've got the keys. Yeah, I don't park on the drive. I don't park on the drive. I will say that, but um, making sure it's clear. So yeah. more so, I'm talking about asking the homeowner to move their car. Yeah, yeah. And the neighbour. Love was, that. If it's a terraced property or we know it's tight for parking, I'd always say to the homeowner, if you know your neighbours, would you ask them just to move the car for 10, 10 o'clock on Saturday, just so we've got a space? Great shout. The experience. Uh, it's about the experience, isn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. And like I say, you know, a lot of it is not about actually. The property itself it go it's a lot of it is before uh certainly during and after the viewing which is you know how i think the, the viewing should be handled but as long as they've got somewhere to park you know and it's 
they're walking in. So what I would do is then invite them into the home, introduce myself. We've already met on the phone or spoken on the phone or said hi on a, on a, on a, on a video somewhere along the line. Um, I would always invite them into the best room of the house from that point on. And I've actually started viewings and I did a, a Facebook live uh, viewer, viewing a few weeks ago with, a, with a, an investor lady. When she came in, I, I greeted her and I met her at property the day before anyway, so she knew, she knew who I was. I said, this is going to sound really, really strange um, because the house that she was viewing, you walked into the kitchen from the front door and then from the kitchen into the lounge and then you had uh, the first, the, the stairs to the first floor were actually in the lounge. So I said, look, this is going to sound really, really strange. Um, and I know you're going to think I'm bonkers, but take your shoes off, you know, put you know, mask, hand sanitizer and the rest of it. We're going to go straight to, we're going to go straight to the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's kind of looks me like, I said, just, just go with me, go with me. And I said, I'll explain when I, when we get upstairs. So I took her from the front, from the front door, which was in the kitchen through, through the lounge, up the stairs, past the second, past the third bedroom, the bathroom, the second bedroom. And then the very last room at the, at the end of the hall was the master bedroom. Um, and then when, when she walked into the bed, bedroom, she went, oh, wow. I said, oh, now do you understand why I brought you up here? She said, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is a special so room. So you start in the best room first? Always, yeah. Not Whoa, necessarily mate. the first room first, Whoa. but the best room first. Well, okay. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so I end, I end in the best room first. Well, I was going to come on to that. <laughs> so I end. Okay, so I start, in the, I start in the worst room of the house. Do you? Obviously, you know, you're walking in through the front door. But yeah, I do because, okay, so flip it round. So let's say you do the first room, the best room first, then you go around the rest of the house. And their last, the last thing they viewed was the worst bit. No. I guess, unless, unless, of course, they go back to the best bit that they Correct. Like. I get that. Correct, yeah. I get that. Okay, so. Correct. And so for me, I, I take that re-loop back out of the equation, which is view the worst room first, okay? And, end, in and the end up in the best, and then they're not going to want to go back to the worst one. No, okay. Let me explain my theory. Go on, then. <laughs> the, 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 these, uh, the, these are good discussions, uh, JD. I'm enjoying these. So the reason why I do it is, uh, and I may be completely wrong, but I've, I've, I've done this for years now. So if there is such a thing as the 11-second rule of a, home, of a home buyer... Are we talking so, food here? Oh, no. No, <laughs> is it lunchtime already? The three second rule. Oh no, sorry. I'm yeah. Very right. That's a twenty minute rule, isn't it? Want... <laughs> Depends <laughs> if you've got a dog. <laughs> no, but I've got two kids. That's bad enough. Um, no, so the eleven second rule is most most home buyers, um, home viewers, call them what you will, uh, purchasers will make up their mind within eleven seconds of walking into a property whether they want to buy the house or not. Right. So my theory is, if that's true. I'm going to take you into the bloody best room of the house. So right. this room is going to sell. I've got 11 seconds to sell this house to you or the house has got to sell to you, to, to you. So let's go to the best room first. Let's have a conversation in the best room. If it's a stunning kitchen diner, then all the better because that's clearly where most people spend most of their, most of their lives at home. Uh, but if it's not, and it's the lounge or the, yeah, I don't know, the, the gorgeous outbuilding or the swimming pool, whatever it is, I'll, I'll start a tour there. Because my theory is I've got 11 seconds, really, to capture your imagination. And then so the two processes a home viewer would go through, in my opinion, is do I want to buy the house, yes or no? Yes. The next question is how little can I pay for it? 
they're really the only two processes I feel a homeowner actually computes when they're on a property viewing. Okay. Do I want it? Yeah. How, how, right, what, 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 what can I get away with? What's the, what offer can I put in on this? So start at the best room uh, and then you're right, do the loop, conveniently end up in the best room or in, in the garden and, and vacate from there. Um, and I think, you know, tactically, I've done it for years and it, it seems to work for me, but the general consensus is to go into the worst room and end up in the best. But I just think, well, if you're doing that and you've got 11 seconds to sell the house and you ended up in a downstairs toilet for, for, for three <laughs> minutes and you've, you're viewing, you've totally lost the imagination of what's coming. It depends. It depends if that viewer needed the loop. It could have been the best decision we ever made was to go there first. <laughs> oh, so maybe the first question I should ask when we greet them at the door is, do you need to use the toilet? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, quick question for you then. Take that aside in terms of order, yeah. order of view in the house. One point to finish on is what happens when a homeowner that you're selling a house for says that they want to do the viewings themselves? Take, take COVID out of the equation okay. and, just, and just think about from a marketing yeah. perspective. So, okay, so what, what, hap I mean. what happens when they ask? So I get this question all the time. So my, my, my answer to that is, um, we're the professional um, and for all the reasons I've just explained why I would do the first viewing uh, where I would start the first viewing that's what I would explain to them. and I've already they would already I would have already told the vendor this on a pre appraisal mm. appointment or something anyway um, so I'd say oh, it's a really kind offer um, your viewer is going to be more honest with me than they are with you yeah. um, we we will uh, conduct the viewing in a tactical manner so it's really, really important that we meet them on the first viewing. So please just go out for 20 minutes, walk the dog or sit in your car. Um, if the client wants to come back for a second viewing, then I actually think it's a really good idea for both of us to meet you at the property, the vendor and myself. Um, and then the vendor, oh, okay. can answer, the vendor can answer any intimate questions that you may have that I can't answer. Um, and at least we're all there together at one, at one point or perhaps right. as Maybe. I like that about the second viewing actually that's something I've never um, that's something I've never even thought to do and I think sometimes there is a benefit of people of both parties meeting I think from from my experience it's gone horribly wrong more times than it's gone horrible than it's gone yeah horribly yeah. right <laughs> if that makes sense um, and generally one of my you know I tend to 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 try and keep those parties apart because people don't always get on all right so that's that's a really good point I, I really like that I had um when we were looking to move house I uh, I viewed a house and I think this is this will kind of absolutely encapsulate exactly what you were saying in terms of a real life scenario I went to view I went to view this property on paper it was everything we wanted okay 100% it could not have been more right um got there and it was the lady that owned the house showing me around so and I wasn't aware of that the agent hadn't kind of prepped me for that and we walked around the house and literally within three minutes of me being there we'd done the living room the kitchen diner perfect but within three minutes i could see out of the french doors to the garden and i knew at that point it wasn't going to work <laughs> what did so, you say so it was too small it was too it was just too small it wasn't it looked great on the, on the pictures but it was just too small um, and this is going back two and a half, nearly three years ago in July. So actually, it'll be three years ago now, supposedly, when I was viewing properties. But anyway, so the point is, is that the lady that was showing me the house, she was absolutely lovely. She was so energetic, so enthusiastic. 
And, but I just didn't have the heart to tell that lady at that point, this isn't going to work because she was so upbeat. So literally for half an hour later, we'd done the whole house. What did you tell her out of interest? Well, I couldn't, I just didn't have the guts. I didn't have the guts to break this. And then bear in mind, this house had been on the wild for a month. Sorry, this house had been on the market for a while. Okay. It had been on the market for a long while. So she was obviously going through the period of why doesn't anybody like the house and that kind of stress that you get and you know all of that sort of stuff, that rejection. But I just didn't have the, the guts to say, I'm really sorry to cut you off here in your, in your moment of glory, but it ain't going to work. So <laughs> think about it however you will, whether I did the right thing or the wrong thing, I did what felt right in the moment. And I walked out of that property and she will have closed the door behind me and thought how well that went. Yeah, I would have fed that back to the agent. I think, and we, I think, I think we're going to get an offer. Absolutely. And then I mm. get the call from the agent for feedback and it was like, I'm really sorry, but it just isn't right. And I think, I think what I would say is the whole reason why the agent doing the viewing is you hit the nail on the head about the honesty. Mm. 100%, you know, you can be 100% honest with the agent. You know, if I was viewing with that agent, I would have walked out. You know, I would have. Okay, so would you have told the agent on the viewing it was? I would. I would. Yeah, yeah okay. absolutely. Because I didn't want to waste there. So that's what people need to know, then, isn't it? You know, this this whole um, viewers can be more honest with the agent and will be more honest, more to the point with the agent than they will ever be with the homeowner. It yeah. is hundred percent. So I think there's that aspect. But then I will also say this: the house that I viewed that I did buy, I also viewed with the homeowner. Okay. But the agent was was just not was not able to so i got the house for less than what i was prepared to pay <laughs> okay for the house and the reason to why and the reason why i was able to do that was because <laughs> there was absolutely zero rapport between me as a purchaser oh interesting and the agent that effectively was put in the negotiating position really interesting okay so if you think if you think about you know the whole aim when you're selling a house is you want to get the best price that you can for it the agent being there to be that intermediary to be that professional to build that rapport the point at which the offer comes in you know you've got every right to to push as hard as you can for your client to get them the very best price the agent that was selling the house i ended up buying had absolutely zero right to push me never met me booked me in for a viewing he was on the back foot right from the get-go i was the purchaser i was on the front foot and okay let me ask you a question around that then so are you saying you would have paid more if you would have had a rapport with the homeowner uh oh, that's a good question um yeah, or was it down to the agent's inability to negotiate uh, okay so okay so <laughs> i had a i had a terrible rapport with the homeowner <laughs> because they were they were both in and um oh my gosh i can't believe i'm gonna say this but they were both there ellie was talking to one i was talking to the other and, and i and i talked to one or the other and i said to the lady i said oh i was having a, a really good chat with you with your mum and she said oh she's not my mum she's my partner. oh <laughs> oh no and i was like oh my god swallow please ground swallow me up now whole Ellie, come on we're leaving we're this leaving. is this is not gonna work so I, I didn't have any option there was no rapport to build from that point yeah. because i basically just put my big fat foot in it so yeah. <laughs> um 
But I'm not. I'm, I'm genuinely not sure that I, I, I don't know. I, I'm genuinely not sure that a homeowner a homeowner is able to build that same rapport as an agent because the agent's not emotionally attached to the house. No, but there is a flip side to that, and and it's the reason why I think we uh, keep as many sales together because. I, I never insist on it, but I always encourage viewers to go back and meet the homeowner, whether it's on a second viewing or third viewing up. Cause when you're progressing a sale and this does tie into the perfect viewing in some degree, to some degree, um, because you're, when you're progressing a sale, if the, the, the buyer and seller have never met, the, the buyer thinks that half the time that the seller is trying it on and vice versa. And there's okay. always this sort of clash of, I yeah, want, yeah. you want, she want. Um, if they've met, um, and if we've got a complicated transaction where people haven't met, I always say to them, you're going to want to view, view the view. Or I would, I would always um, encourage you to go and review the property before you exchange contracts. Uh, I know it's the, the dream house for you and you probably don't want to go back. Please go back and view the property. Um, because you might not have seen it for three months at that uh, for that stage. Um, but more, most important, we need to go back and meet the owner. Because all the complications and all the, why are they asking for fence certificates? Why do we need the boiler service? Why is the buyer being, you know, go back and meet the homeowner and you will, you will nine times out of 10, build a relationship with the homeowner. And then oh. you, come, you will come away as a buyer after meeting the homeowner with a different perception of what they are as an Yeah, individual. I, can, I can totally see that. I think there's that element of, as a buyer, as a buyer of a house, if you've not met the homeowner, you're helping the agent get a sale. Yes. Yes. As a buyer, if you've met the homeowner, you're helping the homeowner achieve Correct. what they want. So I do, I do definitely understand you're that. Emotion, uh, you're emotionally involved. As yeah, much as and, and, uh, yeah, absolutely. So a buyer, if they've met, the, if they've met the, the people selling the house, if they let them down, there's faces and names to put to that. Yeah, whereas absolutely. You know, people don't usually give two hoots about letting an agent down. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I broke, you know, I broke my golden rule. My golden rule has been for so long. And this is, you know, this has been from my mentor, you know, I'm, you, you've come into the, you move um, as a, you move business owner as an agent previously, I hadn't at that point. So I've, you know, I've been kind of mentored and, and one of the things that I was always said look you try and keep homeowner and and, and, buy, and buy it apart because yeah. personalities clash they don't get on it can go belly up etc etc you know but i had you know i had a recent sale recently that hopefully we'll exchange next week but the, the homeowner was the only person that i felt could give the confidence to the buyer yeah there you around go. around some of the works that have been completed you know there's let's do let's do a chat on um on being legally ready to sell your house one day because I don't know about you, but I'm finding so many people are selling their house without yes. building regs, building without regs. making sure they've got planning, blah, blah. But let's yeah. not get onto that now. But what so, I would yeah. say is, yeah, this, this, this transaction was works were done. Certificates are not in place. Surveyor was saying, look, you should really take up the floorboards. It could be, you know, wet under there, blah, blah. Homeowner was the only person that could give my buyer our buyer the confidence yeah so i put them together and they were whatsapping photos here's here's the steel that went in as we as we built the conservatory here's a picture i've literally just had the floorboards up it's dry as a bone and fingers crossed that sale will complete now and i think it's um you know this is what i was saying earlier that you know the perfect viewing isn't just about the viewing it's before during and after um because mm. you're 
when when you when the buyer has bought the property or agreed to buy the property, you know, you, you then got a job to make sure it concludes to completion. And I think that does come, you know, the, the viewing and meeting the homeowner does become a big part of that. Because if I go back to a client and say, oh, you don't need to worry about the uh, building red certificate. You can get retrospective planning when you move in or just get an indemnity insurance policy in place. It's absolutely fine. They're just going to think, I, well, of course he's going to say that. He's trying to sell me the bloody house. Again, that comes back home to that. Says it, and then shows, yeah, exactly. You go, well, this is where, you know, this is where we did have the initial problem because you can see it's all been done. You know, there's, there's a whole different aspect to it. And I think um, on the first viewing, yeah, all, I'd always try and, absolutely you know golden rule keep them apart uh, let us do the professional job let, let us do you know tactically the viewing in the right manner uh, for the client we know them better than the homeowner at that point um second potentially third viewing go i'd always go back with the with them as well and meet the homeowner and, and have another look around and, and a good conversation um and i think one of the golden rules um so one question that I always end on in fact i'll ask i'll ask you this i'll ask you this question so what question would you ask the viewer, what's one of the last questions you would ask a viewer before they leave? Um, if, you were gonna, if you were gonna offer on this property today, what, what would you offer? Oh, okay. You know, I'm, I'm trying to get an offer out of that. I, I like out that. Out of that purchaser. I like that. So the, um, the training program that you were discussing, the heat um, training yeah. program. So um, the one brilliant question that I kept, that, that was, part, uh, was part of the, I can't remember what the, that chap's name is now, excuse me. Tony. Tony, thank you. Uh, is, and I think it's a brilliant question to any buyer at the end of a property tour is, um, so what is the best property you've seen? You know, and I, and I, use, it on every, I use it on every viewer at the end of a tour. So, Mr. Jones, what's the best property that you've seen so far? And if they're not saying that the one they're stood in with me, I want to know why. You mm -hmm. know, oh, number 62, Sycamore Crescent, yeah. Okay, what did that have that this one didn't? Oh well, that's got a beautiful conservatory off the back, and um, you, you it's not quite as overlooked at the back. Great. Okay, thanks for your feedback. So, if you were to offer on this property, um, or or um, can I ask what um, what price that property is on the market at? And if there is a if there is a difference in price, I'll then say so. What do you think the price of this property should be based on sixty two Sycamore Crescent? And they would always give you an answer, always. Um, and then I just find that's vital because on the viewing, I've got two critical bits of information that I can feed back to the owner. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Jones loved your property. They were comparing it against another one around the corner. They thought it was too expensive. Um, this is the price they thought it should be. Um, and then... Oh, yeah, the, the feedback, the detailed feedback is, correct. is crucial. Yeah. And then it, and all said and done... Um, Okay, so you think this property should be 340 based on that one. Okay, would you like me to put that offer forward for you, sir? Oh, no, thank you. Or, oh, let me consider it. Or, yes, you'll get one, you'll get three, you'll get three answers. Yes, no, or maybe. Um, well, let's do, a, let's do, I'll tell you what, let's do a follow up to this. Let's do a follow up to this podcast specifically around so i think today we've, we've kind of covered some amazing points around um you know what happens with if the if the homeowner wants to do the viewings we're talking about kind of previewing and all that sort of stuff let's come back another day and let's let's do um what what you should what to be expected to be asked as a as a viewer by the agent as in you know questions from the agent to the prospective buyer so almost you know that, that buyer is prepared for that and then, and then let's do the, the other way around. We'll, we'll maybe take one each. You know, what, what questions should you be posing to the agent 
Okay. Let's do that. Let's, let's we'll, we'll put, we'll put agent hat on. It's so agent AD viewer JD or other <laughs> way around, whichever, whichever, which way it works. Let's, let's do that another day. Um, but That's yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed our chat today. Yeah. Brilliant JD. Thanks mate. I look forward to seeing you again. Yeah. Speak soon. See you soon mate.